Hey, this is J.S. Leonard, and you're listening to Bleeding Ink, a podcast for fearless authors. This is episode 21, and if this is your first time listening to Bleeding Ink, head over to bleedingink.fm and check out all the episodes. I've interviewed New York Times bestselling authors to award-winning editors to book sale geniuses, all of which will teach you how to engage readers and change lives. Tune in every other week on iTunes or Stitcher, and to stay up to date, follow me on Twitter at JSL Author. And visit bleedingink.fm where you can sign up for the mailing list. And that's B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G-I-N-K.fm. Let's get this show on the road, shall we? There, there is nothing to writing. All you do is sit down at a typewriter and bleed and bleed and bleed. There's never been a better time to self-publish. I'm constantly amazed at how the industry evolves on what seems like an hourly basis. It's tough to keep up. Fortunately, there are plenty of folks who help cut through the noise and provide solid information. People like Chandler Bolt. Chandler will woo you with his southern drawl if you can keep up. Words flee from his mouth and plead, you too can self-publish. You too can be a successful writer. From this petition, Chandler has founded a school to help would-be writers become successful authors. It's aptly named the Self-Publishing School. In this episode of Bleeding Ink, Chandler and I talk about how he went from a C-minus English student to a five-times best-selling author, how he helped thousands achieve their dreams and publish their first novel, how to launch your book, and how your book can unlock new career moves and much, much more. You'll be astounded at the opportunities and confidence that arise from writing, and Chandler is here to hold your hand. He's also throwing a free online summit, and I've got hundreds of tickets to give away, so stick around at the end of the episode to find out how to get those. Or if you're impatient, you can head over to bleedingink.fm, click on Chandler's episode, and find a link to get your tickets there. And without further ado, I really am super excited to share this interview with you. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. We have Chandler Bolt on the podcast today. He is a self-publishing marketing master guru guy that has taken, um, I'm going to let him explain it, but he's taken a a fledgling business and made it into a seven-figure income. So Chandler, welcome to the podcast and um, thank you for for appearing today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. What's that? I said, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, So Chandler, tell tell me about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So, um, I run a company called self publishing school. So we teach people how to write market and publish their first book, uh, in 90 days. And really, I, I was someone who always, I always hated writing quite frankly, and I was not very good at it. And so just, I think uh, what I'm really good at and what I like teaching is just simplifying the process of writing and publishing your first book and, and taking it from this mystical thing that you think might take two, three years and you know, that you got to go get into a writer's cabin and stay for a week or something and taking it from that down into like, okay, what's the simplest way that I can do this? And really removing a lot of those barriers to entry and a lot of those things that get in people's way, right? The, mm-hmm. as, you, as I know, you've heard the stat, it's like 81% of people want to write a book, right? Less mm-hmm. than 1% of people actually do. So for me, it's like, I love trying to tackle that in between is like, why is there such a disparity there? Mm-hmm. And, and that, so that's kind of all I focus on is, is, is tackling that and making this process more simple for people. That's great. So I, I, I was doing a little bit of um, internet stalking on you before this, before the call. And um, I saw that you had on your bio that um, you were a C minus English student 
And you went from that to a five times bestselling author. Could you, could you tell me a little bit about how that happened? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was kind of touching on that a second ago. It's one of those things where as a, I'm sure some people can relate, uh, is, is where you, you look around and, you know, in college you have to do these papers. Right. And I would always look around and all my friends, they would be able to do this three, four page paper in an hour to turn it in and get an A. Right. Whereas me, on the other hand, I'd stay up all night in the library. I'd be drinking caffeine, taking Adderall to try to get me to focus, like whatever I could do to try and focus, to get a decent paper written. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I was always one of those guys where it was like, Hey, give me a test. Just don't give me a paper. Cause if you give me a paper, I'm going to flunk. Right. And, and, and so I'd spend all night in the library, you know, trying to stay awake, trying to get this paper written and I'd turn it in. And not only did I spend about five times as long as everyone else on this paper, but I got, you know, they turn it in and get an A, I'd turn it in and get a C. If I was lucky. Right. And right. I seem to think that my teachers just love marking up my paper. Like they got some kind of secret joy out of marking <laughs> red marks all over. Right. And so for me, as you can imagine, when I decided to write my first book, I was like, wow, this is intimidating and, and sounds pretty intense. And I don't think I can do this. Yeah. I was going to say like, what kind of like masochistic, is that the right word? <laughs> like, why yeah, you must yeah. like pain in order to, to venture into that? Like, wh why did you decide to do that? Why not something you maybe uh, struggled less with? You know, like with everybody, I think I, I felt this kind of pool, kind of this calling to like, you know what, I've got lessons that I've learned, that I yeah. learned the hard way, that mm -hmm. I feel like I, I want to impart this knowledge to, to other people, and I want to help other people. And the book is that, you know, the first book came out of like, me and my brother got on a phone call, and he's a very successful musician, plays in a rock and roll band, Need to Breathe. Mm -hmm. They're signed with Atlantic Records, you know, like mm -hmm. major record label. They're on their sixth album. So like very successful band. And sure. I'm in the business world, successful yeah. in the business world. And we got to talking and we're like, you know what? There's a lot of stuff that we got taught growing up that we thought was normal, right? We thought everyone knows this stuff. And we got out in the real world and realized nobody knows this stuff. And it's blowing our mind because we're having conversations with people. And we're like, what? Your parents didn't teach you this or you didn't learn this in school? And so it was like, we have a duty, this obligation to impart that wisdom, the things that our parents taught us to other people, right? So that's where this all started. And we said, okay, a book is the best way to do that. And although I may not be the best writer in the world, I'm going to have to figure it out. What did your uh, parents do for a living? So my dad runs a construction business uh -huh. and my mom was a dental a hygienist for 25 years and now she's a real estate agent. She's been in real estate agent for probably five to 10 years. So both very entrepreneurial, yeah. uh, both, both very Southern. I mean, I grew up in the South. Yeah. It's like very much a hard work ethic, but also, I mean, they met at a factory. So they worked oh. their self out from just dirt, dirt poor, uh, to providing a great life for me and my brother. So there was a lot of lessons that they learned along the way that they, that they transferred over to us. Mm-hmm. So that business insider article that I read that uh, sort of outlined your initial trajectory with um, self-publishing school, what were you, you were on the way to a six, seven figure sort of revenue um, take that year. What were you, what were you selling that? What were you doing at that point? To, and, and how did you build that momentum? So, so at the point that that article was written, that was talking about self-publishing school. And that was kind of, I already dropped out of school and I'd already been through the, the, the horrible phase that people don't see, right? They just see mm -hmm. the tip of the iceberg, the top of the iceberg that's above the water, right? The part mm -hmm. that's the success. And they just look and think, oh my gosh, that looks so easy, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I yeah. already dropped out of school. I already 
uh, that, you know, I dropped out of school to run my business. My business was failing. I was on a one way path to zero in terms of my bank account. It was like, you know how, like when you're on a roller coaster and it clicks upward as you're like, mm-hmm. you know, going, you know, the, yep, that's you're, the going up the, part. you're going up the thing. Well, I felt like that was happening to me, except the roller coaster was pointed downwards and the roller coaster was actually just my bank account. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on a one way path to zero and I'm, I'm working on this business. I'm like, man, this really sucks. Like I thought this would be easier. Am I just this dumb? Can I not figure this out? Like what's going on? Maybe all those people who told me that I shouldn't drop out of school, maybe they were right right? Classic mm-hmm. self-doubt and just mm-hmm. questioning everything I ever did. And, but then I had kind of this moment of truth where uh, a good friend of mine passed away mm-hmm. and it made me realize like what was actually important in life. So rather than focus on making money, rather than focus on all these stupid things I had been focusing on at the time, I said, what am I doing that's making this world a better place? And, and, and I said, you know what, actually this stuff that I'm doing that's teaching people how to write market and publish their first book, that's the stuff that's actually making a difference, right? And that's yeah. what we were doing with self-publishing school, but it was just like a seedling of a side business, right. right? It wasn't the main dish. It wasn't the main thing that I was working on. So I said, you know what, I'm going to cut everything else and I'm going to just work on this and I'm going to grow it. And so that's when that Business Insider article happened and I was talking with a reporter and, you know, it's like I'm trying to get the story and so I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're totally on the way to a million bucks, <laughs> right? But we were not on the way to a million bucks. <laughs> I, I was very confident that we would hit it, but the numbers just said otherwise, right? Right, they said, yeah. hey, look, it's April and we've done $200,000. Now, yeah. April, end of April, it's almost five months into the year, you know, and so you just did some basic math, there's 12 months in a year, obviously, that means we're technically on pace for about four hundred fifty thousand at the time, uh-huh. and so that was, you know, I just, but I just knew. I said, if I'm much like writing a book, right? If if you if you say your goal out loud, you now have some public accountability, right? Mm-hmm. So just like mm-hmm. hitting and saying, "Hey, I am going to write a book. I will finish the rough draft by this date. I will publish it on this date," right? Mm-hmm. Just like making that public declaration. That all of a sudden means, all right, now you have to get this done or mm-hmm. you're, you're publicly accountable for it. I, I looked at it the same way for the Business Insider article and I said, you know what? If it's in print, in Business Insider, <laughs> hit it. And we did. You know, It did not look like it was possible, but we ended up hitting about $1.32 million last year. Yeah, I think that's the beauty in self-fulfilling prophecies when you force yourself. <laughs> to make things happen. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Um, so l- let's talk about self-publishing school and what it offers. And so f- for whom is, is, is it, is the school for, for? Yeah. So self-publishing school, it, it, our flagship pro- product, self-publishing school for first time authors is uh, mainly geared at first time nonfiction authors. Now, we have a decent amount of fiction students in the program. We also have like special fiction coaches and all that good stuff. I would say our fiction material is not developed enough to where it needs to be. That's like one of our future products. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's mainly for the, the person who said, you know what, I've got this, whether they're a bucket lister or whether they're someone looking to use a book to grow their business is someone who says, you know what, I've been thinking about doing this. Maybe people have been telling me that I need to do this and it's time that I just do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've tried it. Maybe I've started, maybe I haven't started, but this, it seems like a daunting task, but I want to get it done. And so we show people how to go through that process from blank page to published author in 90 days. So mm-hmm. it's very fast paced, but the, the important thing to emphasize is that like you're actually doing a quality book. We're not talking about ghost writing. We're not talking about like, 
any of that crap, right? It's like mm-hmm. you're writing this book. It's going to be very high quality. And, and, and just because this is the thing that fires me up is I think most people think that, oh, just because it's a short period of time means it's probably a crappy book. But actually, that's the 100% opposite. We're focused on getting a quality book that you can stand behind, that you can be proud of. But getting out in a short period of time by just simplifying this process that doesn't have to be so hard. Mm-hmm. About how long are these books that come out of that period? Yeah, so they'll be typically be anywhere from fifteen thousand words all the way up okay. to forty thousand words. Oh, okay, okay, so you know, decent range. Which I'd say yeah. for a nonfiction book, you know, the higher range you'll want to go is fifty thousand to sixty thousand tops, and mm-hmm. that's you know that's more if you're going for like a more traditional print type book. Um, mm-hmm. But typically in that fifteen to thirty range is where a lot of our students go. Mm-hmm. And do these do these books end up as um, paperbacks, or do they just strictly ebook, or is it kind of a mixture of both? How, how does that usually play out? A little bit of both. You know, I recommend if it's your first book, I recommend that you start with a Kindle book um, because it's mm-hmm. there's less barrier to entry, right? I am mm-hmm. a firm believer that the reason most people don't start is because they see too many obstacles in the way, right? So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's my job to remove as many of those obstacles as possible. And one mm-hmm. of those being for the first time that you do it, the, the print book. So what I recommend is starting with the Kindle book, then a month to six weeks after work on releasing the print book because it's an excuse to talk about the book again, number one. So there's more marketing on the same book, but then also it just removes that huge barrier to like, all right, I've got to like format this. I've got to do the pages. I've got to figure out what size book I want. I've got to get the back cover. I've got to get like, you know, like all these things that you have to do to get a hard copy book. Mm -hmm. It removes all those things off your plate. Gotcha. So when you were first sort of building this program, did you have um, any like really successful students that really proved to you that your model was, was something you want to go out there and just take really far? Any good success stories? Oh, 100%. I mean, there's so many. And my favorite thing is, I guess, a couple things on this. So first things first is like, so I told you we did this we did this trial run, right? And so we, we accept, we had people apply, we chose the best people and then we, we accepted them and we said, Hey, here's what it's going to cost all that stuff. And so we had 44 people run through that first round. And this was the validation for me because you you probably know this, but you know, as they say, like with online training programs, like you're lucky if you get 10% of people to even go through the program. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which when I heard that stat, it was the most depressing thing ever. I was like, well, that's depressing. Like here I am <laughs> like pouring my heart and soul into making this as good as possible. And you're telling me that only 10% of people are even going to look at the thing. Yep. Like, that's crazy. So, but mm-hmm. it's like buying workout DVDs or a workout. <laughs> it's like, like statistically 10% of people actually do something with those and, yeah. and make it more than just a shelf esteem, right? Something that the right. people on the shelf make them feel better. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. And yeah. so I, that, that's the sad reality. So I looked at that and I was like, well, that's depressing. We're going to do better than that. And so for validation purposes, the first time we did it, we, we said, all right, let's see how successful this can be. And the crazy thing is we had 44 people and within six months, like I tracked it and it's so much easier to track when you're small like this, right? Like it's mm-hmm. hard for us oh, to yeah. give success rates now because we have so many students uh, and it's, and you have to like follow up individually with every person to see if they got their book out. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at that time, I remember we followed up and it was like, it was 60% success rate within wow. 
within six months. So it was like that, not to mention like who else had done it after the six months. Like I know multiple people from that first class who have done it after the six months. Like this was successful within six months of joining the program, which I thought was astounding. I looked at that and I was like, you know what? That's unbelievable. So this is a product that I can stand behind. This is something that I can grow. And so that, that led into the, the success stories you asked about, which is I'm a firm believer in, okay, you're not going to become a millionaire overnight from just publishing a book, right? Yeah. The money's mm-hmm. not as much in the book as it is what the book leads to for you. So is yeah. that, are you leveraging it as a credibility booster, as a business card, as to, to go into coaching, to speaking, consulting, like what does that lead to for you? And so what I think is really cool is that we've had success stories kind of like, it's kind of like the choose your own adventure post book. And then there's Uh all kinds of success stories depending on the adventure that you choose. Uh Uh Do you have any single success stories that that, that stand out to you? Yeah. 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 Um, gosh, they're so hard to pick, but one that comes to mind is David McKay. So he, he went from zero to two published books uh, in 88 days. So we actually did two in the 90s. <laughs> People think one is crazy, right? He did. Yeah. Uh, and the crazy thing for him, uh, and is that he did the two books and he, he, like one of his books has like three or 500 reviews or something. Like it's insane. Mm. And, and they've sold like crazy. They're bringing him tons of bit. He runs like a photography business and mm. tons of business. And so he's made tens of thousands of dollars off the back end of the book just from that one single book. Right. Mm-hmm. Another one of our students, Kelsey Humphreys, um, she was she got an endorsement from Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank um, mm. for her book. She she um, got a speaking gig that was I think uh, it was two or three thousand or maybe even more right off the bat, which instantly paid for the cost of the program. Right, mm-hmm. she went kind of the more uh, the book route. Um, one of our students, Lise Cartwright, um, her she was making gosh two, three, four k a month. Um, off of her books just within the first few few months of publishing them um, and, and she went through the program blazing fast like there's so many really cool success stories which is obviously what gets me fired up yeah that's great so can you describe to me um, what a student will learn what they'll go through when they go when they actually enter the program yeah so we've broken it down into I mean it really is a step-by-step like day by day calendar, even which mm-hmm. I know is like mm-hmm. a bit anal, right? It's like mm-hmm. all the way down to the day. But I, I you know, I was so tired of signing up for these programs. Like I got to connect all these dots, and I have yeah. no idea how to connect the dots because I've never done this before, right? I'm like, tell me exactly yeah. what I need to do. Which foot do I need to put in for in, in front of the other, and and what order, and how fast do I need to walk, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's what you want when you're going through something for the first time. So that's what we've done. I mean, we walk people through the brainstorming phase, the hey. Do I even have an idea that's worth writing about? Like mm-hmm. figuring that out, picking your book topic, doing the upfront work that you have to do, the prep work. Excuse me, right? And then moving into, okay, how do you write this thing? How do you get it edited? How do you do the formatting? How do you market it? Like, so we were, it's an end to end from blank page to published author, and it's the whole process that we teach. Now, I've found that there's two types of people that come into the program or there's just two types of authors, right? There's people who love the writing part. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, let me write all day long. But when it comes to the marketing part, they're like, I not only do I not know how to do that, but I hate it. 
right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah. no interest in it. And then there's the other type of people who they hate the writing part. <laughs> and they're like, all right, if you if I can just get this book finished, I'll be happy. And then when I get to marketing mode, like I'm going to market the shiznits out of this, right? And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'll be able to sell it till the cows come home. And, yeah. and so I, I tend to actually... I've grown to love writing, but I fall more in that latter category, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Marketing comes more easily for me. So I think that's the strongest, the strongest piece of, of our program is that we show, we, you know, we, we break it down, whether you hate marketing or love it, like, Hey, here's exactly how to be successful with your book launch. So what marketing strategies do you instill in the student? Towards yeah. the end, like, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of them. Uh, a couple of my favorite, I mean, there's a few things for long-term growth, which, you know, there's reviews, which are weighted very highly in Amazon's algorithms for long-term success. There's picking your categories correctly, um, picking your keywords correctly, things like that inside of Amazon. But really from a philosophical standpoint, you have to step, take a step back and look at the positioning of your book, which I think is, you know, it's not like a tactic it's not like, hey, here's how you're going to sell one more book a day by doing X thing, you know, posting on Periscope and, you know, whatever. Like, the, uh, it's not so much a tactical <laughs> thing as much as it is like, hey, let's zoom out and how are you actually positioning your book, which starts from the very beginning, um, which a lot of people want to come into the marketing phase. And I know this is not sexy, like this is not what people want to hear, but it's like they want to do what we call polishing a turd right? Mm -hmm. Like you got a turd on your hands, which is a Mm -hmm. poorly positioned book. And you're trying to learn all the marketing tactics to sell that book when it's really just not positioned well to begin with. So that's why I encourage people is like, okay, what's the end benefit for your reader? What are they going to get out of this book? And if, when I see your cover and I see your title, like do I instantly within two seconds, immediately understand what your book's about and how it's going to help me. Cause if not, then I'm probably not going to buy it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what another way we talk about the, the positioning. Um, and then one of my favorite, like more tactical things is putting together a launch team. So putting together a group of people who are going to support your book launch and, and, and that, that snowballs into so many other things, which we can uh, go down that rabbit trail if we, if we like, but, that that's like one of the key fundamental things I see people do well that can really help them, especially if, if you've got the old chicken or egg conundrum, right? Which mm-hmm. is like, I don't have an audience. Do I mm-hmm. an audience first or do I publish a book first? Like, or how do I market my book without an audience? So the launch team really helps with that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Let's, let's go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Great, let's do it. So for those of you who aren't familiar with what a launch team is, it's basically just a fancy word for a group of people supporting your book. Right. So there's a couple things that you'll do. So this, the, the people that will be on your launch team, they can be friends, they can be family members, they can be colleagues, they can be people you work with, people from your kids' t-ball practice, from, you know, it can be anything, right? Anyone that you have contact with that might be interested in what you have to say or in the topic of your book or, heck, they might just even be interested in supporting you as a person, right? It doesn't matter sure. what the book's about. They just want to support you. So you'll say... Hey, who wants to be on my launch team? You'll do some personal reach outs uh, and you'll, yes, personally reach out to people. I know, crazy, right? Ask them if they want to be on your launch team and, and you'll lay it out like this. So you'll say, here's what's expected of you. For the four to six weeks leading up to the book, you'll have about 30 minutes to an hour or two hours worth of stuff to do each week. 
right? Here's the time commitment you're making. You, here's, you agree to read the book ahead of time. You agree to leave a review um, when it comes out, the day that it comes out. You agree to share this with your friends and, and do a couple other things, right? Here are the expectations. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a free copy of the book. I'm going to put your name in the book. I'm going to give you a shout out, which is pretty, people love that, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to get to see the behind the scenes of a successful book launch. You'll get to surround yourself with like-minded people and you'll just get to learn, you know, you see how this whole thing works, which what you'll find is we talk about that 81% stat, right? So 80% Mm -hmm. of people want to write a book. Well, most of them are just too scared to do it, right? They, mm-hmm. they want to do it, but they're too scared to do it. So what happens when you decide you're going to do it is they're like, oh, man, Chandler's doing this. Like, I've always wanted to, but I just don't have the guts to do it. So I want to sure. live vicariously through him. I yeah. support him however I can. That might be a media connection. Maybe I'm just good at editing and grammar. So I might take a look at your book. You know, I might have some design skills so I could help you with the cover. Like, people will come out of the woodwork. And I know a lot of people are, like, scared of asking for help, right? I... I am scared of that just as much as the next guy. We're like, you don't want to come across as needy. You don't want to come across as like a think for yourself or a taker. But like the reality is when it comes to this sort of thing, like people enjoy helping and they want to help you. And, and, and when you start to put out the post for the launch team, now you're going to find that people will really come out of the woodwork to get behind you and to support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think, um, God, I think the, I, I learned about that sort of technique. I mean, you went into a great, great more detail. And actually, I learned a few things from you just then, but I've, I've heard about a launch team before. And um, they are um, so valuable. And you're absolutely right. And um, I'm now interested in knowing the extra little strategies and things. You, I, I never even thought of like having the launch team, um, you know, maybe edit your book or, or step yeah. in, in ways that yeah, you couldn't even think of before. That's pretty cool. That's and really cool, actually. I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit further. It's like, so I'll, I'll manage the launch team via a Facebook group, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, oh, that's a really good idea. Do. Yeah. So now it's like, all right, the, rather than sending out an email blast where they're not talking amongst each other, or if they are, it's super annoying, right? It's like, you have, no one likes a big, long group email thread, right? Right. <laughs> and so yeah. now it's like in Facebook, there's threads. I'll post a video every single week. I'll say, Hey guys, the, the, the assignment for this week is to reach out to bloggers, podcasters, and you know, whatever PR. Mm-hmm. And I've attached a Google Doc. This is an exact script that you can use when you reach out to them. I'll reach out to three people this week. Mm-hmm. Right? So now, all of a sudden, I'm on all these podcasts, all these blogs, doing guest posts. I'm in newspapers, on radio, all this stuff, all because of my launch team, because they went out and spread the word for me. Right, And that's actually a, a, a question on the application uh, that they, for people, when people apply to the launch team. is like, who are three people you know? Um, that, that are podcasters, bloggers, newspaper editors, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm actually crowdsourcing just through the application people that I could reach out to or that I know they could reach out to um, to get PR for the book, right? So there's so many levels of this, and it's super easy, but you just do a video each week with an assignment for the week, um, and then what you'll find and what I found is like the launch team goes crazy <laughs> like yeah. especially for one of my books like breaking out of a broken system you know it was the book i talked about that i wrote with my brother it was a charity project and uh-huh. so there's the charity aspect to it so people are making t-shirts so like doing benefit concerts stuff like <laughs> you know all the stuff that i never asked them to do but they're just like hey how can i help i have this video editing skill like right. what use do you have for that or i have this copywriting skill can i help out with your book description 
or your, your book blurb or whatever. You know, there's so many skills that people have that they will happily bring to the table uh, mm-hmm. to ask how they can help out. What's a good size for a launch team? You know, I always say uh, quality is much better than quantity. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's way more important. Like you could easily just be like, hey, you want to come on my launch team? And then just accept everyone uh, and then have 150 people, but maybe only 20% of them are engaged. So you've got 30 people that are actively engaged. And, you mm. know, I would much rather just have a 30 person launch team. Um, yeah. then there, you don't have the bad apples ruining the whole bunch. Right. So sure. quality is much better than quantity. If you can get 20 people um, to even up to 30, like that's awesome. That's yes. a solid foundation. You think about launching with 20 reviews or you think about yeah. w- what the ripple effect of that is. Now, I, I've, I've personally found, I know some people will say it's easy to have a bigger launch team. I've personally found that we capped out one of our first ones at about 100 people. Mm-hmm. And, and so we accepted the top 100 and yeah. that, you know, that was a little much, especially if right. you have to have some very, very clear direction, right? Sure. sure. Especially if they're over ambitious then they're going off on these rabbit trails of like, Hey, we should do this and we should do this and we should create business cards for that. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's focus on the, just this one thing that we need to do this week to, to, to move the needle. Right. So mm-hmm. it can be, it can get a little bit out of control if there's not clear direction, if the launch team gets much bigger. Gotcha. Gotcha. So speaking of, um, community, cause the launch team is pretty much like a community for your book launch. <laughs> um, what do you, do you, um, does the, does the student of self-publishing school actually enter a community where they can interact with other writers or, or, uh, you know, get, um, advice, feedback and other things like that? hundred percent. Yeah. So we have our mastermind community, uh-huh. This is a monthly subscription that we have um, that it's it's open. We actually just for the first time recently opened it up to even people who aren't in self-publishing school. Gotcha. That's okay. pretty cool. So, you know, we've got hundreds of people in there. Um, gosh, I think we're at like 600 something people right now. Mm. Is and it a Facebook group or yes, where is it held? It's a Facebook group. We've also got a membership component. There's tons of guest training. So guest experts come in all the time and they're teaching their best stuff just for our group. You know, like it's, it's not for anyone else. Um, and then I have a weekly, uh, weekly Q and a where our community manager and I hop in every single week. Um, we're answering any and all questions that people have. So it's an hour long Google hangout. We're coming in every week. So there's a lot of, there's like the accountability component, where people are getting paired up with accountability buddies as we call mm-hmm. them, which yeah, is just yeah. a funny word for an accountability partner. There's the, yeah. the Q and a component. There's the, like, I know a lot of people, they think Facebook group and they're like, Oh cool. Another Facebook group. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, we, we actually have like a lot of systems in place that it's very, very high quality and people tend to get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's cool. So, so that's the self-publishing school, but you also do something else called success summit. Is that, is that right? It's like an online digital conference. Yeah. So, uh, it's, yeah, that's called the self-publishing success summit. We're ah, yes. at okay. the time of this uh, interview, uh, it's, it, we're coming up on the second one ever, which the first one was just a huge success. It was, yeah, I remember that it, it was I, crazy. It was, it was great. Yeah. It, you know, it was one of those things where, I, you know, you have certain expectations for things. And I was like, I have this big, hairy, audacious goal of getting 10,000 people to sign up for this event. And mm-hmm. then I got people to say yes that I never imagined that I would get to say yes. For yeah, I was wondering about that. Your, your roster was quite, was filled with just big names, speakers, and writers. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just as surprised as you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know how this happened. And we ended up having over 30,000 people 
sign up for the event and it was unbelievable. And the, the feedback was like so positive. It was like mm-hmm. the best content that we've ever done. And people were just going crazy over it. So we said, you know what, we're going to do it again. So we're doing it again. Um, at the time of recording this interview, it's coming up in June. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, we're super excited. About it. I mean, we have even bigger names than again, than I ever thought possible. It was like, Whoa, this is crazy. June, uh, June, June, what, what is it? I didn't yeah, actually get so the it's date. The, it's the 12th or the 22nd. Oh, so it's like two weeks from now. Yeah. It's, Oh, that's, really soon <laughs> coming in hot so i'm in yeah. full-blown summit mode but it's one of those things where if you ever thought about writing marketing publishing your first book and especially if you thought about using leveraging that book to build your business brand or following like uh-huh. that it's it, that's the focus of the event it's taught by people who have done it i'm a big yeah. fan of learning from results and not from theory so yeah. i don't want to bring on self-publishing gurus who like you know just stuff that like they're not actually doing right like mm-hmm. i just want people who are doing it and so mm-hmm. it's all taught by people who have done exactly what they're teaching and who have used books uh to build their business brand and following so people like gary vaynerchuk uh, people like t harvecker secrets of the millionaire mind you know david allen from getting things done all these different people who have who have used these books uh, to to grow their business brand or following Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. So before we wrap up, I see you, uh, you out of your five books, you have two books, the book launch and the productive person. Yeah. Yes. Can you give me a, a tip from each of those books? All right. So from the productive person, I'd say, who oh, man, there's a lot of good. <laughs> here. Um, I would say it would be all about 80, 20 action taking. So I'm a big fan of the 80, 20 principle. So the parade mm-hmm. principle that says that 80% of your results come from 20% of your actions, right? So so really taking a look at, and I'm sure this is not new for a lot of people, for some people it may be, right? Uh But taking a look at what you're doing uh, and especially how you're spending your time, it's like, where is that 20% of my time that I'm getting 80% of my results? Like, Uh what is that activity? And then cutting out the things that aren't adding value to what you're doing. So that would be my tip from the productive person. Um, and then from book launch, I would, I'll give a very micro tip for editing. Um, and that's when you go to find an editor, go to a site like Upwork. Um, uh-huh. I, you're going to want to make sure to have very, very specific expectations for your, uh, for your books. Okay. Here's how many words it is. Here's my time frame. Here's when I need it edited by like, that's super important that you have those upfront expectations. Most people don't do that. That's, and mm. that's why it ends up costing them thousands of dollars and they end up wasting tons of time because they don't set that expectation. Mm. So I'm a big fan of setting expectations, but also one thing that I do, which is kind of funny and super useful is I'll put somewhere in the job post, like, reply the first line of your response it should be purple cow or whatever <laughs> thing that you can think of. Right. And, and then now, so when I'm vetting all these people, it's like I'm weeding out anyone who doesn't have a personal interest or connection with my book and who hasn't read it thoroughly. Right. Cause you mm-hmm. can't believe if they didn't read my post thoroughly enough to see that they need to put the words purple cow mm-hmm. in front of their response. Then how thoroughly do you think they're going to read my book? Right. That's pretty Not smart. Very thoroughly, right? It's clever. So yeah, that's clever. I'll just immediately delete all those applications. And now I know I'm working with only high quality, high caliber candidates. It's all about sifting through the determined. That's really what it is, right? Building a product that you, you get the more determined to, to, to engage. And then also if you want to hire somebody, it's the same thing, right? You have to, you have to get something in there so they'll engage with you more. That's great. That's really cool. So, um, how much is self-publishing school? 
Yeah. So uh, at the time of recording this uh, interview, we've got a couple options. Um, so we had, there's um, one version that's 597 bucks and uh-huh. one version that's 1997. So 1,997 bucks. Um, and yep, that's the, that's the pricing. Cool. And, um, where can people find out more about you? Yeah. So you can head on over to self-publishingschool.com. Um, that's where we have our blog, which is like a ton, a ton of high value uh-huh. free content. Uh, yeah. And that's where I think I felt like a lot of people kind of dip the, t- dip their toes in the water. We've got some free video training there as well. You'll see there's some, uh, some free videos um, that mm-hmm. I put together. Some of the best uh, free training that I have. You can check those out there as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, Chandler, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. This was, this was informative. And I, and I think that you know, for, for new writers, this is just invaluable. <laughs> I wish I knew, I wish I knew about all this stuff when I was first starting, you know? Awesome. Well, that's so yeah. great. Hey man, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to Chandler Bolt. Check out self-publishingschool.com. If you've ever wanted to write a book, I encourage you to attend the self-publishing success summit. It's online. It's free. And let's do some math. Your cost is your time, and time is money, I get that. But for your time, you receive access to a boggling resource. Over 40 top authors and entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and preach to you they shall. Over 30,000 people attended last year, and this year is on pace for more. And look, I've got tickets. Come out my ears for you. Head over to bleedinginc.fm, click on Chandler's episode, and get your ticket today. There's really no excuse. There's no need to travel. It's online. It's free. And it'll leave your head spinning and your heart roaring. Thanks for listening. The ink is run dry. See you next time.